The Long Box Crusade presents Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. Get ready for a surprise! Death Probe's Grab Bag Surprise Attack. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the Art Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, and this is a series of many podcasts made exclusively for our Crusaders Club members. So if you're listening to this on our Longbox Crusade public feed, that means the Crusaders Club heard this episode weeks ago. And if you want to get in on this early listening, among with many other perks of being a Crusaders Club member, just join our Patreon. It's Longbox Crusade over at Patreon.com. That's for a little, as a dollar a month, you could join this crusade, but let's get to the show. Now, on this show, I literally surprise attack my guests. They have no idea what is going on, even at this exact moment. Isn't that true, sir? I have no clue what's going on. I was literally taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal, okay? I have two local stores, Burks and TJ Maxx, that occasionally carry those $5 grab bags of comics that contain five older comics. And I've acquired a bag today, so I'm springing it on my guest. Delvin Cox from the Delvin Cox Experience Podcast. Welcome to the show, Delvin. Thank you. I'm happy and surprised to be here. It's awesome. <laughs> I, no kidding, on Twitter, messaged him three minutes ago and said, hey, you got 20 or 30 minutes to talk? And he said, all right. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> so before we get too deep in the show, I have to highly recommend the Delvin Cox Experience. It's a fun show. It's a thoughtful show. It's all those things all at once. You guys should totally listen. Appreciate that. Hey, that's no problem. While we're here, I'm pretty sure he's got a Patreon going, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. It's Delvin Cox Experience at Patreon.com. So if you're loving this, if you're part of our Crusaders Club and you're the kind of person that likes to support these kind of things, maybe check out Branch Out, check out the Delvin Cox Experience. And if that shows for you, throw some shekels his way. So here's what we're going to do, my friend. I'm going to bust okay. open this bag and Delvin Cox and I are going to give our thoughts on each of the five issues. Just real short thoughts. We'll also okay. score each issue on a scale of one to five on just how motivated we'd be to read it. Just at first glance, like a five means, oh, man, if I got that stack of comics, I'd totally go read that. A one doesn't mean you hate it. It just means eh, it'd be on the bottom of my stack. I'd get to it. So okay. that's how we score one to five. And then we'll crown the champion of the bag at the end of the episode. So let's get cracking. Okay, I'm down. This is this is exciting. And this is I tell you what, you're on, the, you're on the seat of your seat, as we say on our network. We say things wrong. <laughs> Here we go. The way I like to do it is to do the ones that we can see through the plastic first. So the, we're going to do the one that was on the very front. And we are looking at Ultimate Spider-Man number 85. This is obviously a Bendis and Bagley because I did like a million issues. Ultimate Spider-Man 85 is from January 2006. A quick cover description has Shang-Chi and Iron Fist. Looks like they're about to fight some thugs who've got some guns, knives, and lead pipes with a little help from Ultimate Spider-Man. So there's your cover description. I'm going to turn it over to Delvin and say, what are your initial thoughts on it? Have you read it before? How do you feel about Ultimate Spider-Man? And then you can roll that right into your one through five rating if you'd like. I've never read that one before, but I like Ultimate Spider-Man a lot. I'd, I'd read that one because for those who don't know, Ultimate Spider-Man kind of, the Ultimate series in general is always great because it gets dark. Like <laughs> superheroes die in it and they don't come back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, it is a little edgier than your standard Marvel Universe. I'm like you. I love the Ultimate Universe. I loved Ultimate Spider-Man. I mean, Bendis, Bagley, Scott Hanna. That's a trio right there. 
I don't know. So you haven't read this one? I haven't read that one. But you're feeling it. I'm feeling it so far. I like Ultimate Spider-Man. Check. I like Iron Fist. Check. <laughs> I, I don't know too much about Shang-Chi yet. Oh, but you're but I'm interested. <laughs> you're going to because yeah. it's making a movie. Definitely going to. I have a big Shang-Chi fan from back in the day. I kind of gravitate towards some of the martial arts heroes. So this is a big score for me. But let me get your score first. On a one to five, like five is like, man, I don't, I don't want to read that now. Four, you know, yeah, certainly three, two, I'll get to it. One, eh, eventually. How you feeling? I don't know because I'm kind of, I'm going to give it a three for now. Three for now. And I'm uh, bigger. In fact, I probably did read this back in the day. I subscribed to this for a long time. I may very well have read this issue, but I am feeling it, and I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Let's find out what the comic was on the back of the stack. Oh, this is in my wheelhouse, my friend. I don't know about you. A Batman number 506 from April of 1994. This is smack dab in the middle of the Knight's Quest portion of the Batman world. We've got a hunched over... In the Shadows, Red-Eyed Batman, drawn by Kelly Jones. This is in my wheelhouse. This issue is written by Doug Minch, and it's penciled by Manly. What's Manly's first name? I knew it. Mike Manly. I think I've read that one before. Yes. I think I have. A long time ago. Yeah, back in like 1994. um, (laughs) Yeah, like that's that was time when I was heavily reading Batman. I remember Nightfall and everything like that, and that was Mm -hmm. big for me. That was huge for me. Like Nightfall and Death of Superman was a time heavy in the Batman Superman comics. That's probably the most I've ever read Batman and Superman comics at that time. So that one probably goes to a five to me automatically. Ooh, he's feeling that five. And you yeah. know what? Even though I've already read this one, I'm still going to get a super high score. I'm with you. It's in that zone. I don't know about you. I don't know what our age matchup is like, but 94, I am in high school. We're talking junior year. I am. Yes. This is the storyline. Like you said, it's got its hooks in me. This whole Nightfall, Night's Quest, Night's End. Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid four. If I'd never read it before, I'd probably give it a five, but yeah. I'm strong four for me. Now we're getting uncharted territory because these are books that I could not see through the bag. Okay. Third. I always like these $5 books, too, by the way. I love them. I can't I get enough them. of them. I love them. I like them because they kind of force me to try new things that I might not normally yes. try. So let's talk about trying Trinity, number 31, by Kirk Busiek, and our friend Mark Bagley is back again. We've got a very pretty Jim Lee cover of, it looks like statues of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and they're crumbling. This is from December of 2008. Initial thoughts, Delvin Cox. I like the Trinity books. Yes. I haven't read that one yet, but I've always liked the Trinity books because they give you a different side of DC's Trinity. And I think more comic books should do that. I, I wish Marvel had its version of the Trinity, Trinity books. Now that begs the question, who would be in Marvel's Trinity? Ooh. Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now this is where it gets hard. I know, right? <laughs> this is where we're getting to a gray area. If we're going to do it, two guys and a girl, I'll say Spider-Man, Captain Marvel probably. Okay. That's your girl. You're going female Captain Marvel? Yes, female Captain Marvel. Okay, gotcha. And this is where it's hard. I'd probably, I, I want to say Wolverine, maybe. That's not bad. I was thinking Spider-Man, Captain America, and She-Hulk. But I'm a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, I think the Captain America thing is on point. I was trying to think of who are the three pillars or the most popular Marvel characters. Yeah, man, it's that, hard. That, it's hard because Marvel is more of an ensemble cast. Yes, yeah, you could, throw now, in, because you could throw in Daredevil. Yeah, we could use all that. Iron Man, <laughs> Thor. Like, Marvel's more of an ensemble cast, and it's like, especially now, because everybody knows the Avengers. True. It's not like it was before, where people just kind of knew, we know Spider-Man, we know the X-Men. 
that's probably about it. <laughs> now everybody everybody knows almost everybody, even like the Guardians of the Galaxy now. So yeah, I know. And you know what? I'm not opposed to your Wolverine idea either, because you're grabbing the most popular non mutant, the most popular mutant, and then you have Marvel's. I know I'm getting off topic, but I feel like Marvel's got a bit of a weak area in their female cast. I think DC beats them hands yeah. down. Yeah, they do. Um, but I'm a big She-Hulk fan, so that's why I said what I said. But yeah, I can, I feel it, man. I think we're. I, I think if, if when I think about it, I think She-Hulk was the staple for a long time. Mm. Like a long time, it was She-Hulk, Storm, and Psylocke. I want to say. Did you say Storm? Yeah, Storm was definitely mm. like big in Marvel at yeah, one point. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What the, what were we doing? Mohawk Storm. Yeah. yeah, Mohawk Storm with the little cut-off sleeve jacket. It's the best. But you know what? We've gotten far afield. One to five, my friend. What do you think on this Trinity? I give it a four. Four? All right. Yeah, I'm feeling it a Flight four. Um, uh, you know, I just don't know enough about it. I'm going to give it a three. Just right down okay. the middle. I like it, but not as jazz as I am about the other two. Let's see what we got. Two left in the bag, buddy. Okay. Oh, man. We're going old school, I can tell. Travel with me back to February of 1987 for Star Brand oh. number five from Marvel's New Universe. Do you remember this? No, I have no clue who that is. Am I older At than all. you? <laughs> we're, we're close to the same age. I don't remember Star Brand at all. I'm 42. I'm going to be 40 next year. Okay. You know, that makes sense because Star Brand, we said well, that was 1987. And so I would have been like 11, you know, you would have been, what, nine, eight or nine, you know, yeah, you're not, uh, it, it just probably fell outside your wheelhouse because the new universe was kind of a, a blip that happened in 87, 88. So you wouldn't be surprised that I was reading at the age of seven. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Let me tell this quick story. There used to be this flea market that used to come down here every year called the, in the Miami Beach Convention Center. It was like a traveling flea market. I'm already And excited. they would bring comic books. Like they would have comic book vendors. They're like almost like a, you know how they have like the big comic book conventions in your local town and stuff like that? Right. We didn't have that here, but we had like these flea markets that would have these comic book conventions that come down here. Mm-hmm. And they would sell a whole bunch of comic books at these flea markets and they were really cheap, like a dollar, two dollars and things like that. So some of my first experiences with comic books weren't actually comic books. They were mangas. Oh, okay. So I was reading stuff like uh, Fist read- of the North Star. And- reading from right to left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was weird. And then, you know, I was reading, I think it was called Airboy. Oh, I know Airboy. Hell yeah. yeah. I was reading Airboy and stuff like that. I was finding a lot of off-brand comic books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get into the mainline Marvel stuff till I was like 10, maybe. Man, you know Airboy was written by Chuck Dixon, who pretty much mapped out the Bat universe for years. Pretty much after Nightfall and all that, it was Chuck Dixon's universe. He wrote that Airboy stuff back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, that was, it, it was awesome. I enjoyed it a lot. Those were some of my first experiences with comic books, and I always remember it because they was like, when you don't have nothing telling you what to read, like, you know, it's not like now where you're like, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy are pretty popular. Let me go read their books to see how right. that is. We didn't really have that. The only thing we had was kind of like the old Spider-Man cartoon show mm-hmm. and then Super Friends and stuff like that. So when you find comic books, it's kind of like a really an adventure to choose kind of what you want. You didn't have any direction. You know, that's a good point. This was pre-internet. We didn't have a lot of opinion makers out there. It was just like, you find it, you read it. Absolutely. Yeah. All I know is I want to go to the flea market with you in Miami right now. Let's go. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, traveling back to 1987 for Starbrand that you haven't heard of. Are you familiar with the new universe that they tried? Vaguely. 
Okay, so just based off of this, and, and the cover just has Starbrand. He's emerging from an explosion on what appears to be a military base. His clothes are in tatters, and he's crushing an Uzi machine gun in his right hand. Now, your creative team on this is uh, Jim Shooter himself actually wrote the script. The pencils in the book, John Romita Jr. Oh. I know, and anchor Al Williamson. Those are big freaking names on this book from back in 87. Shooter, Romita Jr., Al Williamson. That's not bad. But I understand if it's not your wheelhouse, but what you got, man? One to five. I was going to say two. Okay. But when you said John Romita, I'm bumping up to a three. Oh, all right. All right. And I'm right there with you. I feel a three for about most new universe things, and I tend to enjoy them. For listeners out there, I'd recommend DP7 is a really good book for new universe and Spitfire and the Troubleshooters. Those were probably my two favorites. I've dabbled in Starbrand. I need to read more. I've only dabbled in it. I need to give it a good go, but I'm with you. I'm giving it a three. Okay. Brings us to our last book, nearing the end of the, your appearance here on Grab Bag Surprise Attack. <laughs> <laughs> our last book. Oh, yes. Good. good. What is it? Scripture it, issue? It is from, <laughs> it is from February <laughs> 1998. It is Superboy number 48. Oh. This, oh. Yes, yes. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm a huge fan. This is from the Barbara Kessel, George's Ginty run. Barbara Kessel's on story george since on pencils who's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and i love his work on superboy but you know what i need to get your opinion on this the cover is superboy flying through a dark purple and reddish sky and he's being struck by lightning so february 1998 superboy 48 what are your thoughts and what do you support? i like superboy a lot hell yeah i like that version of superboy a lot in particular my favorite version hands down right here that's a four for me yeah i own this whole run of Superboy, by the way, <laughs> the entire run. Oh. DC's giving it a four. Jared just, I mean, I'm so madly in love with it. I'm going to, oh, I was going to give it a five, but like, I'll I know what you should. It. You know what? Screw it. I'm giving it a five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love it that much. Okay. So we've made it through our list of five. Just looking at our scores, it looks to me like if we open this bag, if 12 year old Jared and Delvin open this bag, we'd be like, oh, snap, you know, give me the Batman. Give me the yeah. Superboy, because our total scores on that were a nine. Yeah. And then we go Ultimate Spidey and Trinity. Yeah. And then we'd read the Star Brand. That looks like a pretty good order of reading. Yeah. But I like that order. Here's where we got to decide, my friend. And you're the guest, so you get to pick. Our Batman and our Superboy both scored out at a nine. So you get to pick who's going to be champion of the bag. Because I love you, I'll pick Superboy. Ah, uh, I love you too. <laughs> Superboy number 48 from February of 1998. Congratulations. You are champion of the bag. That's a good bag, by the way. It is not a bad bag. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with this bag. <laughs> it's a pretty good bag. I want to keep it, but now's the part of the show where we give these comics away to one of our Lucky Crusaders Club members. So we're going to select one of those members. And so what I need, Delvin, if you would be so kind as to go ahead and pull that randomizer lever and just give it a pull. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We have very recent join, joiner, joiner, member, whatever. With recent member of the crusade, we have Jose Pollo. You just won this grab bag. Congratulations, Jose. This is going to be mailed right to your front door just because you're a Crusaders Club member. And we love you. That's awesome. I tell you what, that is it for this episode of Grab Bag Surprise Attack. 
Thank you to the Crusaders Club members who support us here at the Longbox Crusade Network. And thank you, Delvin Cox, for being on the show today. Anytime. This was a blast. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. He's napping, and then he's talking comics. He'll, he'll get his feet under him eventually. <laughs> but again, I can't recommend enough the Delvin Cox experience. Check out his show. And he does have a Patreon as well if you dig it. Anything else you want to plug, Delvin? No, man. Just keep supporting this podcast. This podcast is awesome. Oh, you are. I love all these guys. And we love great. you, too. So, you may be asking yourself, when's the next episode of this going to come out? Well, that all depends on when I find another one of these bags as they pop up at my stores. But rest assured, when I see one, there will be another grab bag surprise attack. We'll catch you later. Bye. Later. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. I feel shocked.